What is up? What is good? Welcome back to Tailgate Talks. Happy Thanksgiving. We got ourselves a bonus episode today. Bobby and I are going to break down the Thursday slate of NFL games, give you some betting advice, some predictions for the game, and honestly, just some talking points if you're stuck there with your uncle who you don't really know that well and you need something to talk about after after dinner with the family. Uh, sit back, relax. It should be a great show. Let's get it. And happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us today. Bobby, how you feeling? I'm feeling amazing, Andy. It's a short week for me. Uh, I get three games of NFL on Thursday, the wonderful Thanksgiving lineup. I get to have food and family, and uh, I'm just looking forward to a nice long weekend. How about you? You know what? You said it beautifully. I'm gonna. I'm in the exact same boat right now. Um, like you said, we got a nice Thanksgiving slate of football, three games here. I feel like normally we start talking about the Patriots, but we all watched last Thursday night. 25 nothing against the Falcons. Nice little victory. What I'm calling just the unsexiest shutout victory in the history of the NFL. Um, but we don't really have to spend a lot of time on that one. So <laughs> Yeah, I actually just want to add real quick. Uh, screw you, Patriots. Only in the sense that you could have put that game away so much sooner. I could have gone to bed at a reasonable time on a Thursday night, but no. Going into the fourth, it had to, fourth, it had to be 13 nothing, which meant I had to stay up and watch, which meant I had to stay up until the last two damn minutes when you decided to get multiple pick sixes and everything. So thanks a lot. But other than that, great win. Great job, team. See, I went to bed at halftime when it was 10 nothing, and I had no doubts in my mind. There's no um, doubts, but you never know. Yeah, it's Atlanta, and they have nothing. So like I said— We'll move on. Let's get to the actual Thanksgiving Day games. Like I said in the intro, we're here to give you a little bit of betting advice, a little bit of a preview of each game, and honestly, just some talking points. If you're stuck in the living room watching the game with your uncle who you don't really know, but you feel like you have to throw in your two cents every once in a while, or just something to clear the silence, um, we're here for you. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just uh, we're here to help Andy. We're here to make people help people get money. And uh, we're just going to give you some unqualified betting advice th today. And this has nothing to do with the fact that we had nothing to do on a Tuesday night. But we continue. All right, let's go to game one, the 1230 game. And thank God this is the middle of when most people eat because I don't know if anyone really wants to watch this. The Bears, three and seven, head into the Detroit Lions house. And they are 0-9, not 0-10. They still have that tie. So we will not see the first 0-17 season. Uh, but yeah, this one is quite the stinker. For the Bears, you've lost five straight. Justin Fields, probably not playing on Thursday uh, due to a rib injury he suffered against Baltimore. Allen Robinson dealing with some injuries. Akeem Hicks also, their star D-tackle. Khalil Mack, their star edge rusher, out for the season with a foot injury. And there's just not much going on in Chicago. This literally might be Matt Nagy's last game. There's already been reports that he's going to be fired after the Thanksgiving game. And now they've come out and said that's not accurate. 
They're going to wait till 12.01, most likely, on a Friday night, Black Friday, to let him go so they can say they didn't fire him on Thanksgiving. But that's everything with Chicago. For the Lions, I mean, it's same old, same old. They're not winning games. Jared Goff uh, is likely going to miss this one with an oblique injury. You'll see UConn star Tim Boyle start again, coming off his 77 passing yards against the Cleveland Browns. Bob, it's a stinker. It's a stinker. That's all we can say about it, right? The uh, the back the battle of the backups is officially in, and both of them are missing star receivers. Both of them are missing multiple other pieces on the offense and de- defensive side. Both coaches in the hot seat. Mag- Nagy even more than the 0-9 coach, which is telling you something. Uh, yeah, this is just a uh, shit fest. There's no nicer way to put it. Uh, I This is the equivalent of a hockey or baseball game that you put on if you're having friends over, like playing a board games or you know playing outdoor games like that. It's just something you put on as a background, which is what people are going to do Thursday. Nope, couldn't agree more. Shit fest is exactly what it is. Uh, I wish the bear. Honestly, the Lions probably wish they were missing a star receiver because they have none. <laughs> There's no one to throw to. T.J. Hawkinson is the only thing they have going on in the passing game, and he's banged up. He's a good tight end. That's it. Uh, but is yeah, going to be it. He's good. Are you kidding me? I think certain fantasy managers would disagree with you, but neither here nor there. I'm not saying he's like Kelsey level or Kittle level or Waller or any of those guys, but in a league which doesn't have a ton of star tight ends, he's pretty up there. Would you rather have Hunter Henry or TJ Hawkinson? TJ Hawkinson. Oh, you're an idiot. I'm an idiot. All right. That's, you know what? We'll save that for next show. Uh, Remind me to write that down. (laughs) But looking at this game, obviously they've been the Bears three and seven. They're favored by three in this one. And I got to tell you, haven't been picking the Lions much this year. Haven't picked them in any game. This is a spread that they will beat. And I am actually going to pick them to win this game. And you know why? Because the Bears are terrible. And if the Lions are going to win one game this year, one goddamn game, it is going to be the Thanksgiving game at home. And they're actually going to end Matt Nagy's coaching career on the spot. I'm predicting... A 21-18 to victory for the Detroit Lions. The under hits. Lions cover the spread. And, yeah, Matt Nagy, I don't know if he'll make it out of the stadium. You know, Andy, I'm kind of mad at you because you stole my thunder. Um, would like to remind our our listeners, uh, the last two weeks, I have picked the Lions to outright win. uh, And that is a tie against the Steelers and a three-point loss to the Browns. That's still a loss. It's there. It's still a loss, but both of those spreads were either at ten or over ten. So, needless to say, the Lions have been covering the spread as well. They're the home dog on a Thursday night football game. That almost is an always take, regardless of the teams involved. The home team on a Thursday night game, there's a day game. Sorry, Thanksgiving time is threw me off. Is a home dog. You always it's take basically that. nighttime though. I just, I could see, like, I, I have to pick the Lions with this, again, same as you, just only because they're playing very well the last two games. Everything going on with Matt Nagy, I think the team, Chicago Bears saying, have quit on him. I think, yes, the report is false by the organization, but I, I think it's true. I just, I think everyone's just ready to move on from the situation, and this will be the ultimate nail in the coffin. They really need to. I mean, the fact is the guy came in supposed to be an offensive guru, the guy who groomed Pat Mahomes, and he hasn't built an offense. The defense, actually, the last couple of years has been, has been really their calling card. But 
they have nothing on offense and you invested in Justin Fields and you have to develop him. But what? yes, this the only reason he's not fired yet is because they had such a short turnaround. You got to keep some sort of stability there for the Thanksgiving game. Uh, but yeah, no, Matt Nagy's done after this week. You think his coaching's worse? Imagine if he was the one pushing to trade up for Trubisky. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody, even though I still said it last week, I think Mitch Trubisky will be a starting quarterback in the league once again very soon. He'll be one out of necessity. Nope. Nope. He will get a starting job. Yeah, I agree with you. Out of just a lack of other options. That's still a starting job. Yeah, you're the best on a pile of shit. (laughs) You're the best looking turd, as my dad would put it. That's that's a beautiful way to put it. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Take the Lions. Take the under. Take the spread. Uh, it's going to be – but just don't watch the game. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I think that's what we're telling you. Put your money down and do not watch the game. Let's move on to game two. This one actually should be the best one of the day, I think. Um, we got the Raiders 5-5 five and five, heading to Dallas 7-3. and three. Um, Both teams kind of struggling right now, to be honest. The Raiders have lost three straight – uh, and that coincides with when Henry Ruggs, we talked about that situation, the horrible thing he did. Uh, that's when he got released. And their offense has looked terrible since then. Um, they just cannot get anything going. Losses to the Giants coming off a tough loss to the Bengals last week. Only managed 13 points. Aside for Darren Waller, it doesn't seem like Derek Carr can get the passing game going to anybody. Uh, Dallas also kind of limping into this game, literally dealing with so many injuries. Uh, tough loss to the Chiefs last week. They were missing Amari Cooper for that game because of COVID. Turns out he's not vaccinated. So, again, we're not going to see him this week. C.D. Lamb went down at halftime with concussion. And that one didn't look good. I don't expect him to play this week. I saw him get up, and he kind of had that, it looks like they're about to cry face. Uh, not to, you know. Not to say anything against CD, but you can tell like he hit his head pretty hard. Um, also, probably going to be missing all-pro left tackle Tyron Smith. Still missing Demarcus Lawrence on their defensive line. Zeke's a little banged up with an ankle. Cedric Wilson, even their third, their fourth <laughs> string wide receiver, um, is dealing with a shoulder issue as well. Honestly, Michael Gallup, who just got back from injury, might be the only one not injured in that room. Uh, but man, this is going to be this will be a tough one for Dallas. I don't know, man. Do you think they're going to be able to, you know, do you see them Dallasing almost, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Because after that loss to the Chiefs, they're at home on Thanksgiving. I feel like this is a time where they could blow it. If if the Kansas City Chiefs defense, given the situation in Dallas's injuries, could hold Dallas to so few points in offensive yards, you know the Raiders can do it. They actually have some decent players on that side. The Raiders are coming in, falling out of a, a circle of heck ever since this whole all these situations have come about, right? I'm actually going to take the Raiders to not only cover, but outright win this game. Dallas is absolutely going to Dallas this game. They see the Eagles coming up the division. It's going to stay tight, and it's Dallas is going to lose this game. I know it. Man, I was tempted to go with that. Um, for the record, too. Dallas favored by seven and a half in this game. It's actually up half a point from yesterday over under set at 50 and a half. The problem is I think Dallas is still really good this year. I think last week was a mix of injuries and also Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the chiefs 
just going into his bag and pulling out all the stops because that defense did not look like the one we saw earlier this year that was the worst in the league. They've been playing outstanding football. Getting Melvin Ingram on that team has really added their pass rush. Uh, I think Dallas is set to bounce back offensively. I think they're going to be able to get the run game going a bit more against uh, the Raiders. The Raiders do have good pass rushing. Uh, you got Yannick Ngakwe and you got Max Crosby, who are among the lead leaders in pressures. And as I mentioned, Dallas is missing their left tackle. So uh, I, I wanted I wanted to let you get in there for a second. I thought I heard. I, no, no, Crosby is a legit, serious, good player. Like I think he's one of the more underrated guys in the league. He gets the quarterback regardless of who's on the side of the on the offensive line. And at that rate is D. It's good. It's not great. It, it's probably not going to win you a lot of games. But it gets a job done, and with the you know laundry list of names you just rattled through on the injury list for uh, Dallas, it's just it's that mixture of just the perfect cocktail of hell for Dallas. Yeah, but I still think the Dallas defense is playing pretty well too. I mean, like I said, you're missing Demarcus Lawrence, but they have gotten great play from their linebackers, and it's the Micah Parsons factor, man. <laughs> this kid, eight sacks. Two pass breakups, two forced fumbles this year. He's a rookie pushed down to defensive end because of Lawrence's injury. And the guy's not, I mean, he's a lock for the defensive rookie of the year. I think he's favored at plus or minus 400 or something like that. It wasn't even, it's not close to anybody else. But this kid is in consideration for defensive player of the year. That's how dominant he's been. And he's transformed that defense. Dan Quinn's done a hell of a job with it. They ha- they still held Kansas City to 19 points last week. That's pretty impressive. I know they've played a little bit down this year, but you can't take anything away. Um, I think the Dallas defense is still good enough. And I think their offense, you still have Zeke. He's going to play. He just might be a little banged up. You still have Tony Pollard. You still have a very solid offensive line. Um, you've got Dalton Schultz, who look has looked even better the last couple of weeks, kind of having to step up. And I think Michael Gallup could be in for a big game too. So I'm actually going to stick with Dallas on this one. I've got him winning 27 to 18. I'm still going to hit the under. I'm still not happy with the offenses in this game. Uh, like I said, Derek Carr and that Raiders offense, since they lost Henry Ruggs, they are just out of sync just not being able to score. Um, I'll keep the Cowboys here. I like them just a little bit, but if you want to maybe put some money on Raiders beating the spread, I get it. It's that seven and a half. They can keep it under a touchdown. I can see it, but uh, yeah, give me Dallas 27 Raiders 18. Well, Andy, you're braver than I am. Actually, no, you're not. You took the favorite way to go champ. I, I mean, you made it sound like they're not the favorite. So I just, I, I, moving on. Anyway, that's, <laughs> I, I still think, and tell me if you agree with me, I think that's the best game on the slate. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, that's gonna be the most offensive welcoming, at least. Um, the other two games are more gonna be, I mean, it's gonna be lucky if they cross 30 points overall, but this one, the over-unders are 50 and a half. I can easily see that going over. I mean, I'm two for two on under so far, so it's just not going to be the most offensive day overall. Um, you do have that 4.30 time slot right after lunch. You sit down. Perfect. You plop on the couch. Then you go to game three at 8.20 when I don't think anyone is actually awake, even though I do want to watch this game. Uh, you got the Bills 6-4 and four heading into New Orleans, 5-5 five and five on the season. Uh, Buffalo favored by six in this one, over-unders at 45.5. And, uh, and, man, the Bills, they have been – 
really just shocking me lately. Lost two out of your last three. They're coming off a blowout loss to Indianapolis where everyone knows what happened in that game, especially if you had Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy team. Um, And we're still two games removed from their 9-6 loss to the Jaguars, which still to this day blows my absolute mind. Um, But still a talented team. Meanwhile, you have the Saints. James Winston, gone for the year. Michael Thomas, gone for the year. Uh, and they've lost three straight. Alvin Kamara has missed the last two games. He is doubtful for this one as well. You got Taysom Hill, who everyone thought would step in. He's been dealing with a foot issue. He has He's barely played uh, since Winston went down. Trevor Simeon's been the starter. Actually, all things considered, doing a pretty good job. Uh, just to make matters worse for New Orleans, too. They're also going to be missing Adam Troutman on Thursday, their young tight end. Uh, so again, I feel like this is one of those games where you have one team just struggling with injuries. You know, I have, you know, I'm taking the under in this game primarily just because New Orleans has no firepower on offense. There's nothing. You get Marquez Callaway getting a touchdown every week, it seems, but they're all like five yard ones. And then there's nothing else during the game. Uh, Mark Ingram's playing well, but still not the same fireworks that Alvin Kamara provides. And then you have Buffalo coming in, and I don't want to say they're bad. I mean, they're definitely struggling. That team is super talented. They just can't seem to put it together. You know what I mean? They they are playing down to their opponents, and it's pretty concerning, to be honest. Yeah, it's um, not the not a championship mentality, um, I think is the correct way to say it. Um, I think both these teams right now, for different reasons, are just struggling very badly. Obviously, with the Saints, it's just injuries. But with the Bills, too, I don't know what's going on. I think maybe the Jaguars loss actually screwed with their minds. You know, they might have been walked in there a little too high on themselves, got that loss, slammed back to reality, and then Indy have Jonathan Taylor do, do whatever the hell he wants against you. Um, for fellow fantasy managers who went against him, um, I feel your pain. It hurts. Um and going into this game, though, I, I can't believe I'm doing it because I, I I went with the dogs uh, for game one and game two, and I'm going to pick the dogs for game three. Uh, give me Saints to defend home because playing in uh, New Orleans is an absolute nightmare. Definitely one of the top tier advantages in the NFL. Um, team always, every single year, doesn't matter who's on the roster, plays a lot better at home. And once again, Thursday night football teams are so much different than what you see on a Sunday night. Give me New Orleans to cover and outright win. See, I still have to go with my bills. And it's mainly just because look at the offensive talent out there. Dawson Knox is back healthy. Josh Allen still, I know they've been struggling, but he's still one of those guys who's going to be in the conversation for MVP and is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Stefan Diggs is starting to figure it out the last couple of weeks. He's getting a little bit more involved. He did find the end zone twice last week. Um, you have just really a talented pass-catching group with him, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis. There's just too much there, I think. And New Orleans, still a great defense. Uh, definitely played well there in the offense. Again, there's just there's no firepower. Um, I don't see them being able to sustain many drives. That's going to tire the defense out. Gives Buffalo a chance. So I'll take the Bills with the spread. I still feel good about that one. I'm going to keep it on the under. Again, I just don't expect another high-scoring game. So I, I kind of hate that this Thanksgiving I've gone with three different unders. But 
oh, well, I mean, I don't want to be right, even though I kind of want to be wrong in this case. Uh, but giving the Bills 28, Saints 13, just they're not going to be able to keep score with the Bills. Yeah, and um, actually, as we're on the note of Thursday Night Football and Thanksgiving, one recommendation I would love for the NFL to do is the teams that have the bye week um, or make it the teams that will play Thursday Night Football and Thanksgiving have the bye week the week before. I would like that, actually. You don't see as much short turnaround. And actually, I don't really, I don't really don't know why they don't do that. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, again, the Cowboys, the Lions, and I think the Bears are the teams that always play on Thanksgiving. First of all, we need to change that. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure, I'm pretty sure well, historically, as like always aspect, I think Detroit's the only team that has always played on Thursday night. Okay. I know. I feel like Chicago and da- I think Dallas is one of the higher ranked ones. And then Chicago, I feel like I see them every year. I believe they've done it like, you know, the past like 30 something years in a row. But Detroit's the original yeah. Thursday night football team since like the OG squad. I feel like that'll bring us into our next topic. But, um, Again, I'd taken the bills in that one. Uh, wanted to move on, though. Got to do a little bit of Thanksgiving stock. So Bobby and me are going to name our top three favorite and least favorite parts of Thanksgiving. Bobby, why don't you start? You want to do best or worst? Let's start with, you know, let's start with the best because that'll be the easier one. I think we have a little bit debate on the worst things about Thanksgiving. I like it. Start off with your uh, three favorite things. All right, so number three, it's very basic, it's very bland, but family. I get to spend my wonderful Thanksgiving with my sister, who I don't see that often. Yes, I was just at her wedding, ignoring that. Um, I get to see my parents, and I get to see some of my extended family. But most importantly, I get to see Pongo, my sister's pit bull, who is almost a year old now, who is almost a grown boy, and I get to spend all day playing with him. I feel like you were just kissing your family's ass on the podcast. I mean, I respect it, but... I like it. I went a little bit more selfish. My number three, I like getting the extra Friday off of work. Free day. <laughs> Thanksgiving's not Friday. I'm just saying. It's a nice little thing. Well, well, I guess that is understandable. Um, for me, the second favorite thing is the football. It's something to watch, something to talk about, something to focus on while you're enjoying the food, booze, and fam. It's uh, it's just, it's, it's also, it's one game at a time. So you're not overwhelmed. There's nothing else on that you're trying to watch. It's just, you focus on the one game at a time. I like it. Number two for me, wine. Just a nice, easy excuse to drink some wine during the day. And you'll kind of get, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about like what I consume on Thanksgiving later on. But yeah, I just like a nice, you know, excuse to drink wine during the day. <laughs> you don't need Andy. I, I love it with you. You don't need an excuse, buddy. You just do it when you please. That's fair enough. But this one's more acceptable. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, finally, my best reasoning is the leftovers, not the meal on Thursday night. I love taking a tray, essentially this thing, something the size of my chest, filled to the brim with every leftover I could possibly grab, and having that for the next three days. I just got a really bad mental image of you. But anyway, I'm going to go with mine. Uh, and like you said, I mean, my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the football. Whether you're playing it, you know, in the backyard or something, just throwing a ball around or just watching it with people. Um, I just I love to watch football. And this is literally a holiday where that's a big part of it. So that's my favorite aspect of Thanksgiving. Excellent. Well, Andy, how about you start us off with the worst three things about Thanksgiving? And I'm going to go with the controversial start, the food. I do not like Thanksgiving food. Boo. To clarify, I I don't hate it, I guess, is the 
best way to put it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like people are going to be mad anyway, but you know, I'm fine eating like mashed potatoes. I'm fine with the turkey stuffing and all that. I don't like like cranberries or whatever the sauce is like that disgusts me. Um, not a big pie fan. Mac Jones and me have that in common. Love that. But overall, I mean, I just, nothing excites me about Thanksgiving food. I'd rather a Christmas ham or something like that, or just any other meal essentially, but just a Thanksgiving dinner. It just, it, I don't know. It doesn't do, it doesn't do it for me. Well, I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of agree with you on this um, because my third worst thing is pie. I think pie is the most overrated thing in the flipping world when it comes to dessert options. Pie sucks. Pie is just not fun. It's overrated. For it, it just doesn't taste as good as other options. It doesn't look as good as other options. You can't have as much fun or different types of flavors and styles as other options. Pie is so bad that every time I talk to somebody about how good pie is, they say, oh, I love it with ice cream. And you know what I see them do? They take a freaking spoonful the size of my fist, shove it on top of the pie, and then eat it. It's like, yeah, the pie is the second feature in that meal. You're having ice cream with pie, essentially. So don't try gonna, this crap. Man, I'm not going to lie. That scared me a little bit. But no, Bob, I, I know we've never talked about this, and I'm so glad I'm finding out we have the same opinions right now live. Uh, yes, pie, super overrated. Mac Jones, you are right, my friend. I'm starting to like this kid more and more every day. I'll go to my se- – or you – or uh, sorry. I started, so you go now. Sure thing. Uh, Second worst thing about Thanksgiving, and this is kind of other holidays, but the issue with Thanksgiving, it's a lot of sitting down and eating and talking. It's political talk. Uh, It's going to happen. You're going to have an (laughs) uncle, an aunt, a cousin, somebody who is very, 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 very far leaning in one direction or the other. doesn't matter because both are really annoying when it's very, very far that direction. And they just have to talk about all the controversial things going on in the world. And it's the last thing you want to talk about because you want to talk about anything else going on because no matter what you say whatever thing they'll find a way to either correct you tell you why you're wrong or just call you an idiot essentially without calling you an idiot so any type of political talk at the family table during thanksgiving can just be ignored and unwanted thank you bob i have a question for you yes sir are are you the political uncle no i am the opposite (laughs) of that I, i i sit there and i just listen to everyone complain about the world and i just pretend i'm not there yeah, so I'm going to go with you will be at one point, but we'll move on. <laughs> All right. Number two, I know I talked about watching football, but I have to watch the Lions every year. <laughs> and it's never good. It's just never good football on. I like Matthew Stafford. Thank God he's in L.A. But for years, when we turn on that game, it's always, first of all, they're always the 1230 game. And there's a reason for that because they know (laughs) nobody wants to watch him. Uh, One day, I know the city of Detroit doesn't have much, so I'm not ready to take it away from them yet. But one day, maybe after they get decent, maybe we could take them off at Thanksgiving, put a fun team there. You know, I I think Dallas is usually a good one. There's a lot to talk about. You know, get one of the L.A. teams or something. Let's just make it more fun instead of having to sit down and watch the fighting Dan Campbells. Andy, you have a better chance of making an NFL roster than the NFL taking Detroit Lions off of Thursday night. So you're saying there's a chance. Ooh. I mean, there's, there's always a chance. It's just it's not going to happen. They've literally been on Thursday night football every single year since its incarnation. And I well, kicked a 35-yard field goal in practice during high school, so it could happen. Hey, 
Uh, you do you, bud. You hope for what you want. Because I'm going to go into my number one worst thing about the Thanksgiving slash Thanksgiving night. Um, it's Black Friday. It's sh- basically shopping the maze of deals. Um, RIP to all the retail store workers that have to go work Thursday night into Friday morning. Um, if you're one of those people that waits in line since like Thursday afternoon for a TV or a camera to save a hundred bucks, go screw yourself. Um, if you knock somebody over, if you're ripping things out of people's hands, go after yourself. If you're screaming at the retail employees about not something not being in stock or available or not being at the price that was listed, go after yourself. It is chaos. It is hell on earth. It is just horrible to see. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. it between obviously COVID and just simple online shopping nowadays, is that even still a thing? You're, you're darn tuned it is because stores still have, I'm not sure last year because things were actually like shut down and closed, but stores have always done in-store sales only. Fair enough. Yeah, I I mean, hey, to those people, thank you for the South Park special we got a couple of years ago. That was entertaining. Um, but no, I agree. Uh, go, I'll say it, fuck yourself. <laughs> it's, yeah. All right. My, uh, I oh, it. nope. I wanted to let you get that all out. I just, I, I really don't understand the mentality people have when they see something that they want. Yes, it's for a very good reduced price, and I understand, but you're just, you're, you're, you're killing some 16-year-old who's making minimum wage. I mean, I would absolutely kill somebody if I could make my 55-inch TV a 60-inch TV for only $400. I mean, that, that sounds too good to be true, Bob. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a deal I can't pass up now. ooh Well... Anyway, let's get off of that topic because that's a sad one. And let's get to something that I think needs to be addressed. The least, My least favorite part of Thanksgiving is that it's Christmas season. It really is Christmas season, and everybody pretends that it's not for one turkey day. The moment Halloween is over, it's basically Christmas. The decorations should go up. I try to go with Thanksgiving. I try to keep the fall stuff going because it's a holiday, but it's really not. You know, it's it's Christmas season. Mariah Carey is already topping the charts. Let's move on, people. We'll have a nice little meal in November and then continue with our Christmas celebrations. There should be more trees up during Thanksgiving. You're you're the type of person I don't like. <laughs> do, do, do you, when, when October hits, do you start playing Christmas music? Are you one of those people, too? I mean, I don't play Christmas music in general, but to be fair, I would absolutely understand listening to it. Thanksgiving is a great middle of the road holiday that keeps you set up during the season. It 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 it, it adds on to the full holiday season of October, November, December. It's a fantastic night. It's still kind of nice outside. To we might even get a nice day on Thanksgiving. I think it's supposed to be like fifty five degrees. And it's just an overall wonderful day of just a nice, chill meal with your family. Now, like Christmas, where it's your immediate family opening gifts and then the day's kind of over. I understand people will like it, too. I like Christmas, but it's really disrespectful, bro. You got to love Thanksgiving. Come on. No, no, I'm just not a Thanksgiving fan, to be honest does, with you. Does Does Christmas have football? No, but it has enough basketball and presents. Presents. You don't, so the only thing you get for Thanksgiving is a hangover and a bellyache. It's a good bell. It's a bellyache that's worth it, though. Yeah, I see. I don't like the food, so it's not worth it to me. Well, Andy, I think that's probably be the biggest thing we disagree on because I love Thanksgiving. That's fair enough. Uh, what did we What did we say earlier? We were going to debate <laughs> politics. 
Oh, man, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it in the notes somewhere else. Um, good news before we sign off here. College football playoff just came out. Georgia number one, Ohio State. My boys move up to number two, Alabama three. And finally, finally, the Cincinnati Bearcats are in the college football playoff top four rankings. Not the actual playoff yet. But still, this is a big moment. First power five team to crack the top four. Let's go, Bearcats. Great job, Luke Fickle. And I just want your opinion on two things with this. All right. Number one, if, if, and I know you're going to disagree and say it's not going to happen and say it's impossible, but if Ohio State lose this weekend to Michigan, uh-huh. does A, Ohio State stay in the top four, B, Michigan get into the top four and bump Cincinnati out again if they win? Uh, no, Michigan would be in the top four, probably, probably number two or number three. Um, Cincinnati would stay at four and then Ohio state would drop out. Um, not going to happen obviously, but, um, that's how it would work. Michigan. I mean, Michigan beating Ohio state right now would probably be the best victory in the, in college football. Honestly, Oregon had it up until they lost two games and got absolutely stomped by Utah. Um, but Michigan would definitely jump. It'd be a matter of a one loss Michigan versus a one loss Alabama, Committee's probably going to side with Alabama in that case. Michigan would be three, but I can't see them keeping a two-loss Ohio State team in over an undefeated Cincinnati team. And again, this is all going to change because there's still championship weeks, but uh, I think we're shaping out. If all goes as I expect, I think it's still going to be Georgia number one. Ohio State's going to get the number two seed. Three, I think Cincinnati, if they can continue, is going to move up. And then we have an issue because you're going to run into Georgia playing Alabama. I think Georgia's going to beat Alabama. Will the committee put a two-loss Alabama team in over, say, Notre Dame if they have one loss? Or the Big 12 champion could also be a factor here. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play this week. Both have one loss. Oklahoma State's playing really well. Would a big would a one loss Big Twelve champion get in over a two loss Alabama? It's it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks, and you're really going to see this year. Does the committee just love Alabama, or are they actually going to try to stick to the same philosophy they have? They, uh, Which is nonsense, to be fair. I was going to say they always they always try to keep Alabama in these. And- they will do everything in their power. But a two-loss Bama team compared to these teams, it's going to be so hard for them to be able to justify it. Yes, it is. And um, the only the only type of um, uh, way of sway that they will have is the fact that um, Georgia is the one that beat them. So, and A&M as well, which are – the quote would be good losses, um, even if there is such a thing. I, I, I think they're going to do what they can to keep them in. The only way I see it happening is if um, – Georgia obviously wins out, uh, Ohio State wins out, Cincinnati wins out, and then Notre Dame wins out. I think that's really the only way um, it's going to end up happening. Um, and then obviously that Georgia went out includes Bama losing. Yeah, and I heard an interesting point today. Just one last thing to say here. Um, you know, people have thrown out the option that, oh, what if Bama loses to Georgia, but it's a really close game, then the thing is you would put Bama in as the four seed against – Georgia as the one, and you're not going to have that same game again 
just to determine that, oh, Alabama is, you know, which one's the best team essentially because Georgia would have already proven that literally within recent weeks. It's not like this happened at the beginning of the season. Um, And another, again, one last thing to throw in, if Alabama beats Georgia, then it gets crazy because if Ohio State wins out, if Cincinnati wins out, are you going to put in – oh, basically that would be set. Bama would be – I don't know how the seedings would work, but Alabama would be in as a one-loss SEC champion, and Georgia's been good enough this year to get in as a one-loss just at-large bid. So if Alabama wins, this thing gets a lot simpler. If they don't, that's when it gets a little questionable. Yeah, I would say championship week, the only way – the only team that can lose and still be in it is Georgia. They uh, they've obviously been super dominant and losing to Alabama is not something that should get you out of the top four. <laughs> Agreed. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch the next couple of weeks. But with that, I think we'll sign off. Bob, always a pleasure. If you actually take our advice and you win some money, please let us know, because I'd love to know if I'm actually right about something. Um, but from myself, from Bobby to our awesome listeners, their families friends, anyone who you're going to be spending time with this Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Enjoy the food, even though I probably will just tolerate it. Um, and just have a great one. Yep. Uh, wonderful listeners. Enjoy the food, uh, even though Andy won't. Uh, enjoy the football, even though we all won't at 1230. Um, just enjoy the time with your family, unless you get political. Um, but in all seriousness, enjoy the day off, at least. Um, again, to those who are working Friday, my heart goes out to you. Um, if so, then um, please have an easy day, but enjoy the weekend to all. And thank you, of course, to all for listening. You heard it right there. Don't be political and don't be a dick on Black Friday. Good night.